What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. This is, oh, I'm Megan, <laughs> and this is my lovely co-pilot, Suzanne Stoffer. Tell the people hi, honey. Hello. Yeah, you forgot that part, didn't you? I know. We, we do have names. We're just not random voices. <laughs> Coming at you from, uh -huh. the, from the other <laughs> side. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, today we are... This topic has actually um, really been of interest for a lot of people. I don't, like, we haven't really done a great job of promoting this show, but, like, we have, I think we invited 28 people to our event, and then, like, 20 people are coming. Like, <laughs> did you notice that? We really did not do a very good job of, like, but, like, 90% of people we invited are coming. But you know what? Like, if you found yourself here, awesome. Like, you know, there's just sometimes some weeks where we're better at promoting than others. So I wanted to read the title of um, what we're doing today, Never Feel Alone Again. Have you ever felt really alone in your life thinking that if you just had that special someone, you wouldn't? And then you start a relationship and end up feeling alone anyway. Whether you're in a relationship or flying solo, join us as we talk about the key ingredients and feeling totally fulfilled in your life. And it was so funny because I actually, when I read that this morning, I was like, what is our secret ingredient? <laughs> <laughs> and then I remembered. Oh, so, okay, good. And then Isn't I remembered. That funny? Isn't that funny? Because it's like, in my opinion, it is the most, it is the thing missing in most relationships, like in almost all relationships, which is receiving and knowing how to receive and knowing how to receive your partner and knowing how to receive from all kinds of things. Because when we're really in that place, we're going to define what we mean by that in a minute. But when you really are in that place of receiving from everything and everyone, there is it's really impossible to feel alone. You'd have to really try to feel alone. Like, um, like you and I talk about this quite a bit, but we have these deers that we go talk to um, up by our house. And, and there's this place where I get into this really deep place of connection with them. And it's like, there's, it's like, and I'm receiving from them and it's like, it's filling me up so much. And it's like, there's just, when you get into that level of being able to receive from everything and everyone, then 
then there's no such thing as alone. And, and then there's the bit, so there's that piece, but then there's the bit of learning how to receive from your partner and what can happen if you don't know how to receive from your partner. Yeah, I think that we really have a lot of limiting beliefs that we kind of picked up when we were little kids about, you know, what it was to be in relationship. And it kind of started with our parents and, you know, like having our needs be met by our parents and then inevitably our needs were not met by our parents. And so then we grow up and we try to find that special someone out there that's going to fulfill those needs. And this feeling of never being alone is a really big or not wanting to feel alone, have, wanting to feel like someone's there for you or with you all the time. That I would say is a really, really fundamental need that we see a lot that I know I've, I experienced um, very, a lot in my relationships, especially early on, like really wanting to create a relationship so that I didn't feel so lonely. And then being in the relationship and having so much distance in the relationship that I felt alone anyways. And so that's really, like, I, I would say that this is a, a really fundamental and, um, and pervasive um, thing that happens in, for most people, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, the problem is, is that we don't, we're not taught how to receive, right? And so, and then we're, we're, we're basically imposed points of view about how we're less than if we're not in a relationship. Like, it's in the movies. It's everywhere. That if you don't have a person, then you're alone and you're just lame. You know, like I had a friend that posted, she's going through a divorce, and she posted about how she went to a restaurant alone for the first time in a long time and how awkward it was and how she felt people looking at her and this whole process, but she knows it's about her claiming her independence and she was sharing what a great win it was, right? And I was like cheering and as I read through the thread, there's this dude that's like, I don't, that's great that you had all those awarenesses and stuff, but like um, there's nobody, I'm saying no one that would ever choose to go to a restaurant alone. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. But it I, I, it speaks to this culture called, like, if you're not with someone, something's wrong with you, right? Mm -hmm. And so because of that, we go out seeking somebody so that we're not wrong, but then we don't know how to receive from them. So we create separation and keep them away. It's mm -hmm. like, it's a wonder any of us um, ever shack up or, like, <laughs> do any form of relationship at all. It's so confusing. Really, mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's kind of like what you talked about briefly, you know, is that we're really depending on a relationship and especially a romantic relationship to help, like, to fulfill all our needs. It's really this odd thing that we're going to put all of this, you know, this whole responsibility and this whole pressure on this other person, you know, on one person to fulfill all our needs and to help us so that we feel loved and lovable and that we're, we never feel alone, you know? I mean, it's just, it's just a tiny bit of pressure, just a yeah. little bit of responsibility. So, yeah. of course, it's kind of like a setup for failure, you know. I mean, it really is because inevitably, just like your parents who have lives, you know, when you were a kid and couldn't fulfill every single need you have, so true is your, you know, with your partner or with the person that you're dating, you know. It's like, 
Um, they are, they have their own needs, they have their own lives, and it's not even their job to fulfill all of your needs, and especially this one of, of like, not feeling alone, you know, um, like, this, not feeling, being alone has always been a big, big kind of fundamental fear of mine, and it hasn't been until this relationship with Megan that I've really got um, <clears throat> that it, it wouldn't have mattered if she showed up for me 24-7 every single day. I would have found a way to um, to totally still feel alone because I, I when we first got together, I was a crappy receiver. I was like, I could not Babe, actually... Babe, sucked. <laughs> I know, it's bad, right? Like, she'd, she'd show me love and affection and I'd let in maybe even, maybe 10%. You know, and then the, the, like, of course I would feel alone in the relationship if even the love that's being offered to me, I'm only receiving just such a small percentage, right? And then, you know, if I'm not receiving my partner, I'm also not receiving other people. I have this massive trust issue, so I didn't really trust people. Um, and I didn't trust the world. So then I would be really, really selective and careful about who I would even bring into my world. And of course, I'd only maybe even receive less than 10% from them, you know. And then when I, I mean, it was really ridiculous. And when I got to this place where when I started actually opening up to my psychic and intuitive gifts, I found this whole spiritual realm like all of these spirit guides and angels and loved ones that had died. And all of a sudden, like I opened up to this whole arena that I never actually kind of knew existed, you know? And, and then that was really the first time in my life where I really realized, you know what? Being alone is a choice because we have spirits and um, beings and angels and masters and like loved ones that are constantly like actually watching out for us and will connect in with us and give us peace and love all the time. Like um, it's really crazy that I ever, ever thought I was actually alone, you know, because I had access to and you guys, I do readings for people all the time. I do spirit guide readings for people all the time. And it is amazing how the, it's a spiritual experience because I'll tell them about how the spirit guide is reaching them or impacting them. And they'll just start to cry because they realize for the first time, you know, the the impact and the influence that their guides have had on them their whole life that they didn't even recognize. They didn't even know. They didn't even know it was them. And yet when I talk about it, they recognize it as true. So it's like that was actually the first moment for me of like, wow. Like I really, I, I number one, I suck at receiving. And number two, I, none of us are ever alone. We really aren't. And it doesn't matter if, you know, our people here maybe don't show up for us or maybe we don't have a person you know, um, what? we like it, it, we still have access to a whole bunch of um, beings that absolutely care and that will connect in with us if we want. <laughs> so I just had a, a whole bunch of things flash while you were talking. 
uh, one is this, uh, I had this image of this relationship with people like, with all of these like armored plates and spikes coming out and they're like coming into relationship and they're like, why won't you love me? And there's all these swords coming out at you. And it's like, it's like we have this thing. You're so afraid to be alone. We have no idea how to receive. So we get into relationship and now you're supposed to make me not feel alone. And, but I'm absolutely refused to receive from you so mm-hmm. that I can maintain my aloneness. Okay. <laughs> so what, okay. So I want to do a clearing right now. So for those of you who, are not familiar with access consciousness, I'm about to do a verbal clearing that actually clears patterns at the level of energy. If you have no idea what I'm saying, just feel into the energy and say yes, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you want to know more, you can go to theclearingstatement.com. So mm-hmm. what have you made so valuable and real about alone that you would push everybody away and not receive from anyone, and um, go home, sit on the ground, and stink because you're so committed to being alone. Everything that is times of God's sake, can we create? Just write, please. Sure. Yeah. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all night, boys, shorts, and beyond. So I added the second part for a little bit of drama, but really, <laughs> it's like we bought into the lie of alone. So all the lies you perpetrated on yourself that there's such a thing as alone. So you must go find Mr. or Mrs. Wright to assuage this poor alone thing, all the while having no intention of receiving from them. Can we uncreate, destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine voice shorts and beyonds. It's kind of funny when you think about it. Well, yeah, because the other thing that we really haven't talked much about is nature and and the earth. And, mm. we, you know, you talked a little bit about the deer that we go commune with. But, like, plants have a consciousness, like birds, like animals, like the grass growing underneath our feet. We have an ability to receive energetically and also just, like, even biologically. We get oxygen from the the contribution of the plants to us, to Earth. So it's like we – it's really this crazy idea that we – that – no, that we're alone and that nobody is contributing to us, right? Because we have the ability to receive nature too and never feel alone in nature. You know how like you can go out into kind of those nature spots that you know, it seems like not very many people have been? And it, it, it's like a sacred place because you can feel the energy of that space. And for some people, that's where, that's their God. That's where they kind of feel spirit like that's actually a place where they can receive and you know and so there's so much available for us to receive and we're walking around going i feel lonely i feel so sad i'm so alone i don't have a person or my person my person ignores me or he's too busy or she's too wrapped up in the kids i'm so sad and lonely we should create a lo- a lonely rap. The Lonely Hearts Club. Oh, let's talk let's tell them about the whale. Do you remember yeah. that little whale? Oh, he was so cute. So we were in Hawaii on a we actually were on a dolphin trip. Like we were um we'd been dry, uh riding along with the dolphins and the the guy like pulled over the 
the boat and he's like, oh, he says there's a whale left, right? Because the whale season was just ended, but there's this one little dude. Well, I guess he's a big dude because he's a whale. But like he he put the sonar thing down and it was so funny because this little dude was crying because all the girls had left. (laughs) And and he was like, He was doing his song. He was singing his song, which was a very lovely song, but it was quite sad. And it was <laughs> and it was going like on and on and on. Almost ex- they actually sing uh, the same song. You know, like they can actually it's actually there's actually a tune to it, which is amazing. So, yeah, so this poor whale is just like <laughs> He was part of the Lonely Hearts Club. So, yeah, maybe we should have a Lonely Hearts Club on our Weird On Air, you know, for those people still mourning being alone when they don't really have to be, you know. It's like it's like from it's like the Plato's Cave, right? Everybody's down in the dark and they're like, "Why is it so dark?" And then somebody yeah. goes out into the light, right? It's like, "Oh, yeah. there's light right there." How about that? Um there's a there's been a couple of really great questions in the chat room and I think it will help us go a little bit deeper on this hun. One is um is being alone really more about not receiving? And that's I think we're saying two things. We're saying yes, it's about not receiving, it's about not knowing how to receive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also about the belief and the point of view that there's such a thing as alone so that we've have this construct called alone with this whole story called you never, ever, ever, ever want to be that because it's horrible. Somebody in the mm-hmm. chat room said earlier, like, uh, being cited for being alone in a restaurant, like, you can uh-huh. get cited for that. <laughs> I freaking love that. It's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. You're eating in a restaurant alone. <laughs> How devastating for you. Oh, and here's a $20 ticket. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> well, but it's also, I would say the third thing is that. Um, it's that we have all these expectations that another person is Mm -hmm. going to help us not be alone, right? So we have all of these ideas and societal beliefs and collective consciousness about that relationships are and other people are the source of us not being alone. So it's also that that's running this too. And uh, somebody shared a, a question clearing in here, too. Um, L, thank you, L. This is beautiful. What am I refusing that if I did, if I didn't, how much more of me would I be, mm-hmm. right? And it's like there's this way that we just walk around shutting everything out and then, like, bitching because we have the stigma called alone going on. But it's almost like, it, and this is true with all points of view that we get stuck in, whether even though we hate it, we get so committed to seeing ourselves that way, right? It's like we have to be right. Like I've chosen that I'm alone and I must be right about that. And it doesn't matter who gives to me, who tries to give to me, or like how many how much love is coming my way. I've got to declare my aloneness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and what I would say is like we're not like we're not making fun of this at all because like you felt that, I felt that. I felt that as a very real thing, you know, for a lot of my life. And so it's like we're we're playing with it, but it really is it comes from somewhere. It comes from this place of like, you know, for for me at least, I there was a lot of abuse. I 
had a lot of abuse in my childhood. And so I really, I learned that it wasn't safe to receive, that I couldn't actually trust um, uh, to receive and not be hurt. You know what I mean? So I created a lot of walls um, and a lot of barriers so that I could, quote, stay safe. And so, you know, there's a lot of really good reasons why we created what we've created and why we haven't been able to really receive. And what I'd like to do is go on break and when we come back, really talk about how do you actually open up to receiving if you're one of those that really recognizes, hey, I'm only receiving like 10% and I don't know how to actually open up then join us back at the end of break and we'll give you some tools and resources in order to open that up. And just so you don't feel alone, there'll be music. (laughs) (laughs) So you're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird and we will be back. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career, where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. 
You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Do, 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 do. Oh, hi. We are back uh, live on Love, Life, and All Things Weird on A to Zen FM with your hosts, Megan and Suzanne. And, uh, yay! Woohoo! Yay, yes! So, we're going to talk about receiving and really, really stepping into the possibility that you could be in communion with all things and all at all times. And that relationship can be just about an exchange or an adding to your world in a really beautiful way that that relationship is not the source of your feeling of connectedness. You're the one that's responsible for your feeling of connectedness. And I think that's, to me, that's the really the first step is really saying, okay, cool. I'm in charge of me. I'm in charge of how much connection I let in. I'm in charge of how much love I let in. And, and like, and like, what could I receive from that I haven't even looked at that I could be receiving from? Yeah, and we've given you already a few ideas about that that I think, you know, most people don't really think of, you know, like, like, um, whenever I teach about opening up to receiving, um, I really ask my client to, to, to go practice in nature because nature is really neutral. You know, to receive from your person is, can be really challenging. But start practicing with nature first, like going on a walk and feeling the sun, you know, really beat down on your face, right? You can feel that warmth. Like listening for the birds and like tuning into whether they have a message for you. Like, you know, <laughs> like we, we've we gotten to the point where we actually hug trees. <laughs> we do. And you know what? Sometimes it's ridiculous because we all hug the same tree together. So like she'll be on one side of the tree and I'll be the other side of the tree and it's like the tree is an Oreo cookie. And people look at us really strangely. But it's like the tree is so solid and you know, we've been <laughs> on this we've been on this crazy ride of, of consciousness and there's sometimes where we feel like we're free falling. So to actually just sit up against a tree feels really stabilizing. It feels really solid and good. So yeah, like practice first with nature. Maybe practice with your if you have an animal, like a you know, a pet, a kitty cat or a dog, right? Like they are also, especially dogs, not so much cats, but dogs are super unconditionally loving and available for that, right? Like cats can mm-hmm. be too. Our cat is very much, uh, Gary is very, very picky about when he will give and receive love. But practicing with your animals, like, um, and maybe Megan, you could talk about barriers down and like how to do barriers down as a way of opening up to receiving. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, so yeah, we haven't really totally defined what we mean by receiving. And there's this thing that most of us do without recognizing that we do it, which is we walk around with barriers. And, and they're invisible, right? There's these energetic barriers. Like, you 
how you'll know how many barriers you're walking around with. <laughs> They're calling us hippies. Oh, you're calling us a hippie. I did. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I guess we are, darling. And we've got to get the tie-dye out. So um, if you walk into an elevator, that's a great way to know where your barriers are. If you walk into an elevator and, like, it's just like this easeful exchange with the other people. It's like, how are you today? Whatever. But if you walk into an elevator and you you can feel that energy, you can feel that, you can feel their barriers, you can feel your barriers. And sometimes, like, if you're like me, it's like, I'm pretty open-hearted most of the time, but as soon as I feel somebody else's barrier, I'll, like, try to get mine up faster, right? It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be open-hearted with you because you have a barrier up, so I'm going to put my barrier up. And <laughs> Apparently, I'm in a constant video game of my own making um, uh-huh. <laughs> as I'm describing that. So how, when I think about bringing my barriers down, bringing those, that energy down, I, there's a couple of things involved for me. One is I use my breath and something, a place that I've been learning to receive from, and this is this is huge, guys, in relationship in particular, but I've been learning to receive from my body. And that is totally new because at the end of the day, whether you have pets or you don't have pets or maybe it's like freezing outside, you can't go outside and receive from nature and you don't have a person and all that other stuff is going on. And uh, we have a house whisper in here. So the house whisper would tell us you could actually receive from your house and the energy of your house too. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll go there in a minute. But I wanted to talk about the relationship we have with our bodies and your bodies are sentient. They're just like a pet. They just, they're, it's just this beingness that is your body, right? And like, if you can learn how to, to receive from your body, you will never, ever be alone again. And how you might think about this, guys, is like, have you ever like been upset and gone for a run and come back and they weren't upset anymore? Or have you ever been upset and worked out? or gone swimming or whatever, that's your body helping you, contributing to you, contributing to your life. And, and you know, you let yourself receive from that. And so it's like the thing about it is, is if you know that you are receiving from you and from your body, then actually that that goes a long way, by the way, in the sex department, too, <laughs> is like if you can really be present with your own body and you're not expecting that other person to be the one that's admiring and, and whatever your body, right, like you're doing that for you, it totally changes that game, too, by the by. But one of the things I do is I take three to four deep breaths when I'm intending to put my barriers down. And why is because my body knows how to receive. I'm the one that gets in the way of receiving. My body is just this being that's like responding to the elements. It's soaking the sun in. It's it's feeling the wind. It's like all of that stuff. It's just doing that. But I get in the way of that with my little points of view. So the first thing I do is I take a breath and I ask my body to help me receive. The second thing that I do is I imagine, I just ask my barriers to go down. And how I imagine that is like an electric window um, in your car. You know how you push the button, it goes, and that's what I do sometimes. Apparently, I am in a video game. So I press a little button, and and the little barriers go, and then sometimes just for fun, I go, okay, even lower. I can kind of feel like, I can kind of feel that resistance to them going down all the way. 
And we've mistakenly believed that barriers up protects us. But mm-hmm. all that does is it puts us in a reactive mode that we always have to be on guard, that we're always having to react. And when the barriers are down, then you can actually perceive your environment and you can respond to your environment rather than react to your environment. So for me, receiving is allowing those barriers to go down, choosing for them to go down, engaging my body, and literally saying, what am I, What can I receive? And it really is just bringing the energy and feeling the energy that's all around, feeling the molecules that want to play with us and feeling the energy of all things and being part of that. Well, well you can also... Eric, or is that clear? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm in my own video game. I'm not sure how it's coming across out there. You are. You really are. But no, like I, um, I do, I like that process of barriers down. And you can also ask the question, you know, what energy, space, and consciousness can me and my body be to be the energy of receiving that I truly be? And everything that doesn't allow for that, mm-hmm. can we create and destroy that? Yes. Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Even, even just, like, feel the energy of the word receiving. Can you feel the energy of the word receiving? Like, it's juicy. Like, it's such a awesome energy. And so what are we all afraid of? You know? Like, <laughs> seriously. Mm-hmm. So what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to be the energy of receiving that you truly be? So ask that question. That would be an awesome thing to do in that moment. You know, for to receive from a person... Like what I started to do with Megan is when she would show me love and what I noticed is that I would start to kind of top out on receiving it and I would literally, my body would start to squirm. I wouldn't actually be able to like, I a lot of times she would be like hugging me or looking at me or expressing or kind of doing a combination of all and I would find that my thoughts would get a little faster I would start to, like, lose eye contact. You know, like, um, all of those things showed me that I was actually topping out on my receiving, that I was putting up barriers. So what I asked her to do is just slow it down for me a little bit. So, like, <laughs> I... I'm kind of a lot. I'm kind of a yeah. big deal. No, so uh-huh. I, I... Like, there were times where I would just, like say to her, okay, I really get that I'm topping out on receiving, but I but I really want to receive. And so can we just be here in this moment and I'm going to lower my barriers and I'm going to receive even more. So I'd actually just kind of speak to that I had a barrier up, you know. And so we would do like these, um, I don't know if you remember this, Megan, but there were times where we would just, I would literally just look in your eyes. And, like, allow my whole body to just kind of let go of all of that stuff. It was really beautiful. And then I would also ask the question of, like, okay, how could I receive, like, 3% more of Megan's love in this moment? How could I open up to that? So I'd actually ask that question while she was giving me love, you know, while she was giving me that energy, and I'd notice that almost instantly, just by me asking, I would be able to receive that much more. 
So I've gotten actually really so much better. Like, how much do you think, like, if I received you 10% at the beginning of our relationship, how much do you think I receive you now? Truthfully? Yeah. Uh, I I would say 80 to 90%, and there's some times where I feel like you take it all in. There are some moments where I feel like you take it all in. Mm-hmm. And so, like I would say, it's, it's hard to say. It's totally different. And I have to say, I want to say something from being on the other side of this, you guys. <laughs> when you don't receive it from <clears throat> the people in your life, be it your mother, be it your brother, be it whatever, and they're, like, giving to you, they're sending their love energy, it's super painful to not be received. Like, um, and I feel like there's times where I'm more in allowance of that and I'm just my big lovey self and however much you can take, you can take. But there's also something that happens when I notice those barriers coming up and the energy's not going through. So it's like when you don't receive, the giver also kind of gets a kick in the teeth too because you just shut that whole energy down, right? Mm -hmm. That whole exchange of energy down. And so... It's, I have to tell you, it's been such a huge gift for me to feel you receive my love because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she got it. Like she, she received, message received. And it just feels so good to know that your message is received, you know, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. such a, a, a gift back. And then, and then guess what happened, guys? So she got really good at receiving. And so guess what? Her ability to give love got bigger. Mm-hmm. And then um, she brought me up against my barriers around receiving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we're cute. Because I would say that, truthfully, I would say you now receive better from me than I do you. Mm. And, I, and you know, I kind of realized that, you know, last night because it's like you shared this big thing with me about your gratitude for me. And I feel like I received it. But then we got in a little scuffle two minutes later. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, maybe I'm not as good at that as I thought. A little scuffle, darling? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys, like she walked out of the restaurant. I did. <laughs> and she walked home. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I needed to breathe. I really uh-huh. did. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, so even, you know, like, so... Like, it's not like we're perfect at this. It's not like we have this perfect relationship. We've got it all figured out. It's like there are levels and there are up levels. And there's always this kind of continuous growth. And I wanted to read um, Deanne's um, Mm -hmm. message in the chat room. And I thought it was really beautiful. and, And I believe that a lot of people could really connect in with that, with this. She says, Ow, I'm seeing how much I've been creating the aloneness by not receiving. I long for connection and togetherness and then keep my barriers up so I don't get rejected. Then I'm rejecting myself, right? And even, you know, even she even said, then I totally blanked out on when you guys were talking about how to practice receiving. (laughs) So, like, so, so cute. Yes, so we put up these barriers so that we don't get rejected and then we create the separation and actually reject ourselves and then we feel even more alone right so we're really this is that place where it's we're really cute but not bright 
<laughs> so I'd like to, maybe we should go on break and then really address this issue of like putting barriers up so that you don't feel rejected and maybe do mm-hmm. some clearing work around that. So can I just do one before break though? N- no. No. Okay. You can't. All right. <laughs> You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird and we'll be back with a lot of clearings and Megan has a lot to say in just a minute. <laughs> Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true, synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. I'm Suzanne. We have Megan. And we are talking about never feeling alone again. And how do you actually do that? And the key is receiving. So um, before break, we were talking um, to Deanne about 
this idea of feeling rejected and so or being afraid of being rejected. And so we keep these barriers up. Um, we keep these walls up. And at the, the whole time, we actually want connection. We actually want that energy and we're afraid. We're super afraid of it. So how would you respond to that? I know you wanted to do some clearings before break. <laughs> I, I I made the executive decision. You did, honey. <laughs> it was probably best. I get going on things. <laughs> um, you know, one thing I want to say is that this has been a particularly dicey one for me. Like, rejection has been my little flag. You're rejecting me! <laughs> and, you know, uh, I was... Uh, kind of dismayed to realize, and I, I don't remember when or where it was, but I had this aha moment where I realized that I'm the only one that can reject me. Because here's the thing. People just do what they do. People are just doing stuff. Like for those of you um, who maybe have read the four agreements, right? And if, like the second agreement is don't take it personally, right? Because people really don't wake up and go, hmm, Let's see, how could I reject Megan today? Because that sounds fun, right? It's like people just do what they do. They're just showing up. They have their own things they're working through or whatever. But what happens is in our inability to allow people to be wherever they are and our expectations called, you have to make me feel okay about me, that when somebody doesn't show up in a way that matches our pictures, what we do is we reject ourselves. Oh, what's wrong with me? Why did they do that to me? Oh, they must not like me. I must not be good enough. It's really how rejection occurs is through our own points of view. Our own points of view create the rejection. And all that's about is, is so that we can stay in the Lonely Hearts Club, so that we can stay in that victim place of separation and aloneness and nobody ever loves me, so I guess I go eat worms. And worms? so worms, have you ever heard what? <laughs> what is that you know that song? Nobody likes me. Guess I'll go eat worms. Big fat juicy ones, little tiny slimy ones. You know that one? No. No, <laughs> I have never heard this before. You haven't? No, never. And I oh. don't uh, it's, it's a good thing you actually sang it because otherwise I think all of us would be really confused. Does, has anybody in the chat room ever heard this song? Is it just me? Yes, I'll go eat worms. <laughs> I'll keep going. To, see, Rhonda says she's heard it. There's other people. I really did it. I know you think I make some of this stuff up, and I really do. I do make up a lot of things, but this was like a real song that all I remember right. from my childhood. All right. No, oh yeah, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Guess I'll go eat worms. <laughs> well, thanks for chiming in, everybody. Apparently, I am hardly the only one that has never heard it before. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it. Yes, I have. I've heard it. Shoot, what is wrong with me? See, I'm going to the wrongness of me. And creating because separation. you don't know the worm song. Because I don't know the worm song. I'm already yeah. going into the wrongness of me. So I'm so separate from everybody in the chat room. Poor me. <laughs> Guess you'll have to eat worms, honey. I know it. Sad, mm -hmm. sad, sad world of Suzanne. <laughs> so what do you value 
about your Lonely Hearts Club so much that you would create it and institute it and defend it for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Everything that is times a gazillion can we uncreate and destroy it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. And Eleanor contributed another clearing. She's awesome. How many rejections are you creating that are not real? Mm-hmm. Everything that is times a gazillion will you uncreate and destroy it, please. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And there's another one that kind of links to that for me. How many rejections are you choosing to avoid the potency and of connection. you? The potency and connection of you you could be choosing. Mm-hmm. Everything that is times a gazillion. Can we uncreate, destroy it, please? <clears throat> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boys, shorts and men. Because what happens in that alone construct is we can justify playing pathetic. Mm-hmm. We can justify uh, existing on the pathetic spectrum. And I, I heard that word the other day. I heard the word pathetic, and then I had the idea that, of the uh, that there was a spectrum. So there's some people, it's like, oh, my gosh, you're being pathetic, right? And there's some moments we know we're being pathetic. But then there's like these sort of pathetic light places, right? We don't actually realize and I think alone is one of those places on the spectrum of pathetic, right? It's like, I'm all alone. <laughs> and so when we're in, I heard Charlie Brown's teacher. I think you might want to say that clearing again, <laughs> if you remember it. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say that one? <laughs> okay, so, um, oh, boy. Uh, what invention are you using to create the rejections you are choosing so that you never have to be as potent, magical, communing being of magnitude you truly be? Mm-hmm. And everything that is times a gazillion, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. I know I didn't say it the same way, but I think I got the message across there. So it's like kind of like what I see is that when I'm doing that, I'm doing pathetic. I'm playing small. I'm going into like a a, a place of, of like victim essentially rather than going, okay, like what if you were absolutely always in charge of how much connection you feel? Mm-hmm. What if that was up to you and not anybody else and not whether you have a boyfriend or not and not whether somebody goes to the movie with you and anything like that? What if that is always a choice that you have in every moment? Would you be willing to make it? Would you be willing to make a choice to feel connected, to feel your connection to everything every and, and anything that you would choose? Yes. I say yes, yes you would. That. Mm-hmm. You, you say yes? Mm-hmm. Right on, honey. Yeah, and all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, rejections, conclusions, computations that you have about um, putting your walls up so that you don't get rejected Mm -hmm. while all the while rejecting yourself. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pawn and pock, online, shirts, boys and beyonds. Yeah, like... It's, it was an amazing moment when I realized that being alone was just a choice. Uh-huh. That there that there is communion, that there is connection available in any moment, no matter what. It's just a choice. And so if you want to feel alone, cool, choose it. 
And if you don't, create something different. It's mm-hmm. possible. You don't have to feel... Apparently, you don't have to eat worms. <laughs> eating, worms eating worms is just a choice. It is. <laughs> yes. and, and it might be fun. You know, it might be fun to play, oh, poor me. Nobody wants me. I'm all alone. It's Valentine's. I never have a Valentine, right? Like, we, we really do play all that out. It's New Year's, and I don't have anybody to kiss at midnight. Right? Poor, poor me. So sad. We, it, that could be fun. You could totally juice it. Right? Like, sometimes there's just such an awesomeness about, like, really being in that pathetic place of I am so alone. Just going all the way with it. But really, at the end of it, realize it's just a choice because it is. <laughs> and, you know, I... This is something I used to talk about with regards to abundance because we're actually the only thing that cannot be abundant because everything, like nature is abundant. There's an abundance of animals and trees and grass and our whole universe. There's a trillion molecules. Like there's so much abundance everywhere. And the only way that we can experience lack is if we twist ourselves into it, <laughs> like we actually deny ourselves. And it's actually work to institute and maintain the boundaries of called I don't have, I am in lack. And it is the same that's true with this, is that, it? yes, you can choose alone, but it's actually more work because you got to wreck those boundaries and you got to pretend there's nothing else out there. And, you know, it's like, it, it's actually more work mm-hmm. and, than just taking a breath, letting the barriers down and going, Hey universe, you know, show me something beautiful. Like I receive you today. Show me how to receive, ask your body. Hey body, show me how to receive. Ask the universe, say, Hey universe, show me how to receive. Like, we don't we don't have the the copy on this, right? It's like we're still learning and as human beings on this planet, we have so far to go. And just like, you know, we shared our story from last night, like we all have so far to go and what different world would we be if we really just received? Mhm. Awesome folks, practice 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 and join us next week. Um we are talking about I'm right, you're wrong. So if you've ever been in relationship and had the fight called I'm right, you're wrong, well, then join us next week because it's going to be a total – I think there's fireworks going to happen next week. I'm excited. <laughs> right on. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.